What is up, guys? My name is Elijah Kim, and this is From the Heart. So today I have a special guest by the name of Harry Perez. We both work together uh, at Lockheed Martin. Um, so Harry, thank you so much for coming on board and uh, giving my audience, uh, sorry, giving all of us a little insight onto the topic for today. But before we go into that, do you want to talk a little bit about yourself just briefly? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, thanks again for, uh, for having me on this. Um, so yeah, my name is Harry Perez. Uh, I am an avionics systems engineer, just like you. Um, and I'm originally from New York City, uh, born and raised over there. And now I just try to uh, work and, and try to succeed as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. Um, so for today's topic, uh, I guess we wanted to talk a little more in depth in our previous conversation, uh, basically just going over um, what it was like to live in the Bronx um, and being exposed to uh, certain temptations and such, um, you know, that made it a little difficult for you. But um, I guess uh, going off of that, yeah, can you just describe a little bit about that? Um, and not only that, but also like what led you into becoming the person you are today and how your past has shaped you into the person you are today. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, the, the, the challenging about living in the city is, you know, it's an urban area. So population is extremely high. Mm-hmm. Um, living in the Bronx, I, I could tell you in, in, in my situation, um, in our household, there was at least 10, 11 people living in one apartment. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine that, you know, being across the board for everyone else in that scene, in this, just one apartment building. Um, and, and yeah, basically my, I remember growing up, my mom used to uh, tell me, she didn't even let me play in the park right across the street from us uh, because there was a lot of drug dealing going on. There was a lot of prostitution going on. Mm-hmm. Um, gang members, gangs, people trying to, you know, have you affiliate with them and so forth. Um, and and it, it was definitely very tempting because, you know, as, as growing up, you, you kind of look at them as the quote unquote cool guys, you know. Right, right. We don't we don't see engineers, we don't see doctors, we don't we don't see none of that. All we see is guys on the street, you know, making a quick buck. Um and having all the girls around them. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um so, so, so that, that, that was, that was all, that, that was basically in a very high level of all the things I had to go through, mm-hmm. um, living in the Bronx. And, and then it, it, I guess in a way it kind of molds you, um, to becoming one of those type of person, you know, like right. when you because get to so much exposure and that, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to deviate from it mm-hmm. because it's just so accessible and, like you said before, your mom even wanted, she like knew about it. And that's why she didn't want you going out to the playground because even in an innocent area, such as a playground where kids usually play that leaves them very vulnerable to, um, you know, the certain environment that uh, is exposed in uh, that sort of that area in the Bronx where you grew up. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it, it sucks, man, because, you know, you, you don't want to be locked 
in an apartment all day long. Um, right. And, and yeah, it was it was it was a tough childhood, man. Like, I mean, I, I granted a lot of people had it worse than me, mm-hmm. but but I would say be, because of because of my parents, you know, they 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 helped steer me as, as, as good as possible. Right. Right. You know? And just because like other people may have it harder than you, that still doesn't denote the fact that you still went through the struggles that you had. And that's what's led to your own experiences, you know? And I think that's something that um, a lot of people denote uh, with regards to any situation, like, Oh, like you don't have it as bad as this person. So you should be able to shrug it off. Like that that's definitely one thing that I don't think a lot of people should be doing um, because that creates a lack of empathy and just, yeah. you know, it's straight up rude, <laughs> say the least. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, I, I agree on you entire percent with that. Mm-hmm. So then, I mean, at that young of an age, like, did your parents kind of, uh, you know, realistically tell you what was going on? Like, oh, don't go here because it's dangerous. And the reason why it's dangerous is blah, blah, blah. Or like, did they just try to sugarcoat it and try to hide that sort of aspect uh, of your lifestyle back then? Um, so, so they wouldn't mention, they, they wouldn't go into details, but, but they would, they would tell me that, you know, there's, there's people selling drugs, there's people doing bad things. That That's mm-hmm. all they would. Uh, and, and coming from a, a Spanish household, you know, you don't question them twice. Right, right. <laughs> At a young age, <laughs> you know. No, I, I know. Yeah, you, you, you want to get slapped in the face? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the uh, same. <laughs> Asian households too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So when when I was, you know, up to like thirteen, fourteen, that's when I started, you know, like retaliating a little bit, being a bit of a rebel. But mm-hmm. younger than that, hey man, whatever. If they tell me don't go there, I would I would take a peek. And then be like, okay, I see what they're doing. And then I would turn to, yeah. I, like I, I always you. tell you, man, I always, I always like to walk on the line, you know. Yeah. Temptation and all these things. I, I feel like that. That's where I find my adrenaline, you know. Yeah, and living they, life they, on they, the edge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. And at that point, at that time, it, it was mostly my father, man. That guy was he was a he he was, he was a short guy, but he was heavy handed back in those mm. days. Mm. So, so just the thought that I'm gonna get my ass whooped, you know, if I cross the street, you know, that was like, oh, right, it's scary enough. Pull a U-turn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get that. <laughs> so yeah. then, um, I guess because there, I remember we were talking a little bit about that, uh, and you said that, um, you kind of fell into the temptation because. Uh, it was cool for you back then. Uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Right. But, um, like. No. No. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And so, like, oh. with that in mind, like, um, how how did that sort of lifestyle affect you when you were going through that age, uh, from between uh, middle school to high school? Right. Is right. That- um. Yeah. Yeah. No. You're 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 right. Uh, it, it had it had a huge effect especially in terms of my grades and, and aspiration to succeed in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was just, you know, nobody in my family went to school. 
Um, I'm the oldest in my family, so I, I didn't really have anybody to, to look up to, really. Mm-hmm. Um, except for my cousins and, and these guys, all they know how to do is just party, drink, and and, and talk to girls, really. <laughs> um, so, so me trying to have that, I, I basically have that, uh, that like that feeling that I wanted to fit in with those guys because they were much older than than I was at the time. Mm-hmm. Well, I me mean, now as well. Um, so, so whatever they were doing, I try to mimic, and and I would go to middle school, high school. And I would do the same thing. I would I would cut class. Um, I wouldn't pay attention to to whatever um, my teachers would, would try to like you know um, uh, guide me in some sort of way. I would ignore it completely because, again, it doesn't fall onto that that cool spectrum, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, being smart in school, at least at the time, and getting good grades they didn't get you all the girls. They didn't get you all the friends. You know, so yeah. Um, for me, I, I I was I was basically doing it all when I was thirteen. Whether it was, um, you know, sad to say, whether it was drugs, whether it was alcohol, um, I, I would, well, not thirteen. I would say like yeah, like middle school, so like fourteen, fifteen around there, sixteen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, all from middle school to like, I would say junior year of high school. That that's a good. Uh, seven years, right? Six, seven years of, of yeah, just going out, mm-hmm. um, going out, drinking, doing, doing basically stuff that that I shouldn't be doing at all, mm-hmm. um, just because I wanted to be cool. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah, and, and and it was good. It was fun and all until you find yourself, you know, like, oh shit, <laughs> reality check. Yeah, like, like you kind of all these guys. Mm-hmm. Sorry, they don't on, really on. have good jobs and all. No, no, mm-hmm. they don't. They don't really have good jobs and all. So, like, yeah, it, it was it was a wake up call. That, that was one of them. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that that nobody around me had a stable income, mm-hmm. um, and, and it's basically a downhill spiral after that. Well, as you get older, you're still stuck in that in that lifestyle, and and that there's really nothing else going on other than partying, drinking, and girls, basically. Right, that like sort of loophole. And you kind of like keep digging mm-hmm. your own grave in that sort of uh, aspect, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and and, and it, it was tough, man. It was tough trying to derail because you, you're having so much fun at the time, right? And you're at that um, point, it's like it's become so much of a habit where you know that's like your every day to day lifestyle, right? Like it's a, it's a little hard oh, for yeah, me absolutely. to comprehend because I just haven't um, gone through that, but like. Um, you know, I, uh, like, I'm just curious as to like how, um, not only the, to the fact that you were exposed to that kind of stuff at a young age that a lot of people today probably, uh, haven't really, uh, wrapped themselves around that sort of concept about someone being so young, being exposed to those kinds of things. But, um, I guess going off of that, like you said that there was a point where, you kind of derailed and you reflected upon your actions and you were like, damn, like I need to get out of this loophole. Like, so what was that? What was that sort of turning point for you? I know you discussed it with me, but um, for the people listening in. Um, So, so there, there were, there was two points in my life where it was like a, it was like a wake up call. The first one was when I was in high school, um, and I told you I had this math teacher who was basically lived in the same. He, he understood us from from every angle, you know, because he lived in, in through all of our situations. He, he's been there, done that. 
Mm. Um, but at the end of the day, when he comes to school and he teaches, he carries himself with a very high level of professionalism. And mm. a lot of us respected him because of that. You know, he, he, mm-hmm. he has that, like that New York city accent, but he, he didn't have the slang. He, he, he always came in with a tie, with a shirt on and everything, uh, with right, a button right. up. Um, and I, th- so, so you... he sat me down. Uh-huh. What's up? No. Uh, so, I mean, uh, one question was like, do you think that mm-hmm. the reason why you guys kind of looked up to him was the fact that he was relatable to a certain extent where you guys knew that he kind of already lived this lifestyle, but uh, on top of that, he, uh, you know, he's gotten past that point where he's, you know, the professor that you saw at that time and moment. Right. Um, and that's sort of where that's like respect stemmed from, right? Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is, which is why I would say even the, the most toughest kid in high school would, would basically, if this dude said something, he will listen to him. You know, he tells you to sit down, you, you sit down because mm-hmm. this guy, he, he would tell us, man, he'd been through it all. He had a kid at like 16, 17. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so and, and I had a lot of friends who, who were in that situation as well. So when they see a person like that, that it's basically a mirror image of them, Mm. I'm just older, you know, at that point, you, you, you respect the person because of what he has become. Um, and for me, it was like, oh shit, you know, either I could become like him, you know, have a decent job, make a decent wage, um, and, and forget about all this BS or become a person like my cousin and and just keep partying and clubbing and, and, you know, messing with girls, messing with Mm -hmm. drugs, messing with alcohol. Mm-hmm. and all those things so so i would say junior year that that's when i made the decision like yo i don't want to be like my cousin anymore i want to be like you know mr z the guy that i told you about mm-hmm. um and, so I, and, and that was by far the first step for me to to, to get my life straight mm-hmm. that took. and it was because you saw like these two people who in the past they basically had that same lifestyle being exposed to drugs um and alcohol and such and then right. seeing them today, you're seeing like the dualities of the people that they have come uh, become over time, which is the professor that you saw and your cousin right. who went out partying and drinking and stuff. And so from that point, right. that was like your sort of wake up call then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say that was, that was, that was the one that helped me get on track that like, all right, you know, I started going to class. Uh, like I mentioned to you before, I started I started paying attention to all of my other teachers besides mm-hmm. this guy, um, and I started just working on my grades. I just I just forget about forgot about try I mean try to forget as much as I could about that other lifestyle and, and try to ignore it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and yeah, and then after that, I was just uh, try to focus as much uh, to try to get my grades back up so I could at least get to community college, which is what ended up happening to me. Mm. gotcha gotcha um would you say that another uh kind of a little little off topic but uh was another Mm -hmm. reason why you guys kind of listened to your professor like was he uh stern like was he strict to the point where it was like somewhat scary if like you didn't listen to him (laughs) (laughs) no no it's just he he had that level like he, he he had he had swag you know he had basically every everything that, that us as young teenagers i believe you know look forward to like mm-hmm. having because 
you know, I, I mean, I, I remember at least for us, you know, we, we wanted to get the girls and you could tell the dude, you know, he, he was, he was about that. He, he, he would, uh, you could tell the way he talks. You could tell the way he, he carries himself. Uh, um, so he knows his way yeah, around talking to girls. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, man. He knows, so that was he another knows his way. So it was, yeah. it was more I mean, respect stemming from, from, you know, just being cool, right? <laughs> yeah, basically, basically. Right, right. Okay. Man. Like, like this dude, like, um, it's like and the one idealistic thing I didn't tell like, you, though. guy. Yeah, yeah, go on, go on. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but, but yeah, essentially, because that, that's, for us, at least Latinos, Dominicans, that, that, that's, that's our main priority, just getting girls, man. It, it, it was nothing, that <laughs> That 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 was it. If you if you got that going for you, then then you're good. Then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but but for me, I saw it as a guy who who you know who's been through it all, just like we have, mm-hmm. and, and made something of himself, you know. Right. And right. and but for me, my my the the reason why I gave him the most respect out of everyone I met at the time was because I don't think I mentioned this to you, but I went to a trip with him to Alabama, oh, and just, uh, just I essentially got trouble. No, no, it was just me in the class uh, oh, okay, and a couple okay. of kids was, in the class. Okay, that was that's um, a pretty far like commute, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Alabama. Yeah, I mean, we took a plane, but okay, it was okay. uh, what was it? What was it? I, it was part of um. It was a part of. Let me see if I can remember. Um, Damn, bro! Like a plane, plane, uh, field trip. <laughs> I wish I had that. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was uh, it was it was a part of a camp. Oh, space camp. It was a part of space. Oh, camp. You know, cool. Dude. Yeah, because I remember I told you I was part of the ROTC program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we oh, did a lot cool. of things. Wow. Um. So so yeah, he was he was like the the what they call it entourage, right? Is that what they call it? Like the guide or whatever the case may be. The guy who, wow. who basically look after us, our babysitter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, he was essentially our babysitter. Supervisor. Um, <laughs> Yeah, basically, but he was never there. He was always doing his own thing again, which is why I tell you this guy has black man. We <laughs> caught him on one of his dates and everything like this. Oh, guy really? Is, is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if that was embarrassing but, um, for him. <laughs> I, I mean, we we were just like, all right, Mrs. Z, you know, we just, <laughs> we just say hi, just like teasing him. We go, we, yeah, you know, was, okay, we we see you, you know, yeah. you come out here, you know. At the uh-huh. expense of the school, and you're on a day that that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, you know. That's I don't expect anything less from him. I didn't expect uh-huh. anything less from him. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, but, <laughs> going back to your point, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, but but for me, yeah, um, I, I essentially got in trouble because I said something in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and during that time, I think that that was the whole nine uh, eleven stuff. I think well before oh. that. I forgot, but I said something about said something about us because it was one of my friend's birthday mm-hmm. that day, and I said something in Spanish, and and not not to bash anybody from Alabama, but at least in that area, they were pretty much racist, you know, not to sugarcoat or anything. They they didn't like us because we were like the only minorities there basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and after I said that one thing in Spanish, uh, they basically they they pulled us out of the room. There was cops all around and things like really? that. I, I guess they oh, thought wow. that I had, yeah, man, yeah. So, so he came in and he was he, he basically told them, you know, what it is like, um, basically like not don't assume just based on you know how they talk or how they look like, um, 
And he basically told them straight away, like, you guys need to build that awareness that not everybody, uh, first language, first of all, is English. You know, a lot of people have, you know, they talk multiple languages and things like that. So so don't come with the assumption that when they start te- uh, talking in their own language that they're saying something bad. And the way he carried himself throughout that whole situation was like, oh, shit, like, this, this guy is legit, you know. Mm-hmm. He literally told them what it is in their language. <laughs> Because, mm-hmm. you know, in our language, we, we say a whole bunch of slang stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But this guy literally pulled out the whole corporate look and everything and, and told the cops, told everybody around them, um, you know, how, how to basically how to treat people who don't look like them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then after that, you know, it was, it was basically a turning point in the camp. You know, we started doing our shit. We started winning all the competitions because they had like a whole bunch of shit going on. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, my connection grew grew even more with that guy because of that situation. Because he he looked mm-hmm. out for me. Because I could have gotten arrested mm-hmm. just just because I said something. You know, I was gonna take something out of a bag, and these people uh-huh. took that shit the wrong way. Right. So what what's the um, context like? Um, like just people overheard you saying like talking in your native tongue, and then they just assumed yeah, that you were yeah, saying something. Yeah, yeah. They they just assumed that I, that I had something. You know. That, that had something malicious in mind and things mm. like that when all i wanted to do was just throw a party in our room invite all the girls around the area <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what a That's big misunderstanding damn yeah oh, horrible, horrible yeah, that... yeah man because all the girls were filling us because we were all we were basically all minority kids and shit uh-huh. bro, and they never seen you can tell by the way they act they never see people like us from the city you know so so yeah, man. Like we, that's all I wanted to do: just play some music, you know, have fun, have a good time, celebrate the kids' birthday party. But instead, we ended up almost handcuffed and arrested for for some dumb shit. That must have been like pretty shocking to you then, too, right? Like you must have been really shook just to like be like, what? Like why am I actually getting accused for something that's pretty much bullshit? I mean. So- <laughs> Yeah, I mean, in in a way, somewhat, but not not entirely, because we deal with cops. And all, you, you know, I mean, we deal with a okay. whole bunch of shit in the city. So mm-hmm. I wasn't really scared. I was just like, damn, like these people really mm. got scared of fucking speakers and shit. Mm. Like, you know, I was I was just speechless. That that's all it was. And and, mm. and I guess in a way that that kind of, you know, helped me understand that people, you know, aren't they don't have that awareness or that cognizant of that, you know, just cause you say something in a different language, like I said, just cause you send something in a different language doesn't mean that, that it's bad, you know? So yeah, like, yeah. I understand people, you know, you live in us, you want to, they, they want you to talk English, but at the same time, they, they have to be aware that not everybody has an English speaking household, you know, right, right. my mom, my parents didn't start talking decent English until like, I was like 10, 11. You know, so basically from 10 years, you know, we were just talking straight up Spanish. Mm-hmm. So essentially you could say that English is my, even though I was born here, English is my second language right. because of that, because mm-hmm. I, I was just talking Spanish all throughout. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure like there, there's, I mean, I've seen like clips and videos on, on like the internet and social media, just like basically going over the same like situation that you were in at the time, like people talking in their native tongue. And then all of a sudden, um, a Caucasian person because they don't understand. Um, I think uh, this was actually a, a Chinese student or something. They were talk. She was talking, mm. um, you know, to her friends in Chinese. Um, 
And the teacher called her out and was saying like, no, when you're in school and when you're in, live, when you live in America, you have to speak English. Like it's a requirement, but it's like, nah, like, I mean, like what, what's the, what's the whole reason behind that? You know, it's like, it doesn't make sense. Like, uh, and for right. someone to like attack someone because like they're, you know, they're speaking in their native tongue. That's what they're comfortable with. That's what they kind of grew up speaking, you know? And right. for someone right. else. Yeah, to, that's, yeah. that's wrong. Mm. But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you'll, it's, you, you'll see that like all over the internet and stuff. And it's just like, it's sad to see that some people like, um, I guess I, I don't, I honestly can't even put like my own two cents on this, but it's like some people just have that sort of like, feel like they have that, authority over someone else just because like someone else is different and that in itself is right. just like you know come on bro <laughs> like you can't be doing yeah, that yeah i agree know? man i agree with you 110 um, yeah but uh anyways continuing off of that um mm. so you've like mentioned like that these were two points that kind of opened your eyes to see like damn like uh my professor right. is someone that like you know i look up to like he holds core values that I kind of want to live up to and live by myself. And so going off of that, like, how did you see like the changes in your own life to be the person you are today? Because knowing you for, you know, just a short amount of time that we've been working together uh, or working in the same place, um, you know, you seem like a pretty professional dude too, in my eyes. And you seem like a really down to earth guy, really compassionate, really caring. And, you know, someone that has responsibility and actually cares for the people around him and not just himself. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, I, I essentially took everything out of, out of his book. Um, when when I started going back to class and started focusing, I noticed that I had to change as a whole. I couldn't just be all about me, 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 because basically one of the things that he told me as well, that at the end of the day, it's the people around you um, who have the influence and, and, and could put you and push you to the top. Mm-hmm. And in a way, you can tell that works in the other world as well. If you have people that all they do is, you know, mess with girls, drink alcohol, I mean, drink alcohol, do drugs, you know, you're, you're going to tend to you know, learn all those things and, and, and push your way into that sort of lifestyle. So it was one of those things that, okay, I, I guess I could take, you know, whatever I was already doing in, in, in my, in the, my previous life, uh, pre- previous lifestyle and just copy it over to, to this new one, to becoming a person where, um, I, I learn from, from everybody around me, becoming a person that, that is responsible, um, so basically, uh, in a way, I translated a lot of things that I was doing in, in, in that other world to this side, and, and it helped me out a lot. I noticed that, like, I mean, of course, with the help of my teacher, um, he, he was, again, my, basically my mentor and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, 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 put the play, he put, like, the pieces in place for me, and all I had to do was just put the effort in. Mm-hmm. Um, and and in terms of carrying myself with professionalism, I, I learned that um, as I was growing up that at the end of the day, if you want to be taken serious, you have to act a certain way, you know. Right, right. Um, and and, think- and and if you joke, or, 
No, but, but yeah, if you, essentially, if you joke around too much and you don't take shit serious, then, then nobody's going to take you serious in the end. So, yeah, so it, it's it, like, it all, I, I guess in a way, it, it all leads back to this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, a lot of people, especially, I don't know, especially like with the younger generation, not to bash on them, but it's like uh, to truthfully speak about them. Um, you know, you, you'll see a lot of people that won't take responsibility for their actions. And that kind of goes into what you just said. Like people won't treat you with the same respect if you don't uh, respectfully be responsible and take, uh, you know, take matters into your own hands about, you know, the actions right. that you take, the things that you say, the way you think, the way you talk. Right. Um, and that's right. just definitely something that a lot of things and, you know, a lot are, a lot of the younger generation don't really see in today's society, which is, it's sad, you know, but uh, yeah. I'm like, I'm I glad think that was like, have a, it too easy. yeah, for sure. It's like, you know, with yeah, like all this technology advancing, you know, we, we talk about this all the time, like, you know, our phones, mm-hmm. like when we were, when we were like little, like, you know, very young, we didn't really have access to smartphones back then, but now you see like even elementary schoolers having iPhones and um, all this other stuff. Like, like it just seems like they're very uh, much more privileged than how we grew up. But I think that just goes to show that, you know, uh, times are changing. uh, Things are advancing, but that just comes with a sort of cultural shift too. But yeah, Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm glad to hear that. Like that was like your sort of, uh, eye opening and that's how you you know start shifting your own sort of actions and that obviously isn't like a uh you know the time frame that you kind of transitioned wasn't a short time because like I think a lot of people too also have the misconception that if they want to change it it's going to be drastic in a matter of seconds and that's really not the case oh right? no nah, yeah 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 no no mm-hmm. It took me till like junior year of college to, to mm-hmm. get it down packed. Mm-hmm. I started junior year of high school and it took me to, and so, so that was a good, another five, six years of, of just working on myself basically. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's and, not like and, a, yeah. And then it's not like a, like a, you're at the end of your journey. Like you're still growing. There's still things that you want to learn about. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So it's like, I think another thing is that a lot of people don't see, um, or people do see that there's like a sort of end goal, but with self-development, especially like there really isn't uh, a sort of set in stone, like goal uh, because there's Mm -hmm. always more that you can like do to improve upon yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I Um, agree. For me, I'm already succeeding. If I'm better than the person I was yesterday, that that, that's, that's an achievement. That's all. Yeah. That's That's an awesome mindset. That's an awesome mindset. <laughs> I think I need to start. I need to start doing that too. I kind of do it, but um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm getting there. You know, I'm still relatively new to this mind shift. Um, not to say that I haven't been on it for a while, but there's always stuff that I'm learning too. And um, yeah, I mean, I appreciate the fact that you're being very honest about your past and how it's shaped you into the man you are today. Um, yeah, absolutely, man. But yeah, I mean, is there anything else you wanted to say? Maybe give some advice or uh, one um, key thing that you learned from your overall experience? Uh, well, I, I would say 
is the the ability the ability to um to to just keep moving forward man no matter how tough shit gets like i think i told you i, I got arrested when i was in college and, and 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 that in itself is like a slap in the face basically you know mm-hmm. um yeah i w- i would just tell everybody just keep a positive mindset stay focused and and just keep pushing to whatever you're trying to accomplish because there, there, it, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. It's just how much work are you willing to put in to to get to that point, you know? Mm-hmm. And again, it's like that's that. Yeah, we're not trying to like denote anyone uh, going through their hard times, but because everyone's experience is different, so it's hard for yeah, other people absolutely. to measure that. Yeah. So, but uh, with right. that in mind, like, yeah, I think it's especially important for people nowadays to. Um, to empathize with people in the fact that you know, right. people are going to go through different experiences and just because their right. experience may be uh, not as harsh as your own, like that doesn't denote the fact that they're right. still going through that. So um, right. yeah, I think that's like definitely a big key uh, component in trying to understand someone else's uh, sort of upbringing. Um, yeah. And going off of uh, uh, what is it? the time where you said you were close to you were close to being arrested yeah i mean that that was that was the second time um basically that 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 like pushed me to like you know to becoming the person i am today it's basically when when i got arrested i literally for trespassing in the school that i was a full-time student you know yeah which is still mind-blowing to this day mm-hmm. um so so yeah that that was that was a, that was my second uh and hopefully it'll ask wake up moment <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean everyone's experience also comes uh to them in different ways and uh for yeah. you i guess that was like one of the big ones for you um the fact that you know you did all this stuff previously without getting caught but you got caught um right you know over something that may seem trivial in a lot of people's day and age um just thinking about the whole concept of uh like you know trespassing on your own campus and then getting arrested for that um yeah yeah yeah, that that was that's crazy (laughs) uh, that was was tough man and it, it was hard to get back on the right track but it's, it's it's doable man like i said just, you can't just give up you just gotta keep going and have faith in yourself that, that you could pull through and, and achieve whatever you're trying to achieve well uh i guess that's this is almost the conclusion of the episode uh so okay. i wanted to really appreciate the fact that you were able to hop on this call with me thank you so much for um, you know, explaining a little bit about your own story and how it's led you into um, the person that you are today and to help others understand uh, by bringing awareness into that sort of lifestyle that you grew up in and for uh, other people that are listening who may be going through that same sort of situation but are kind of stuck. Um, and I can see this as something that can really be beneficial for them too. And I just wanted to give my thanks to you um, for those people as well. Uh, but is there uh, any way for someone to contact you if they were to go through this and were wondering about more questions about your own experience about this? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
they could reach out to me uh, via email because I'll be honest with you, I'm not a big phone person, <laughs> which is why it takes so long to respond to texts. <laughs> no, you're so, good. You're good. Um, I'm, I'm more of a face-to-face type of person, but yeah, they they could reach out to my email, um, which is my first name Harry, mm-hmm. and then P E R at Buffalo.edu. Um, and again, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to do this, man. I've always wanted to, you know, see if I could find a way to touch different people in a way and, and, and see if I could help them, uh, basically the same way my teacher did for me. And I think this is a great starting point. So I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to do that. Of course, man. Happy to help. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you guys want more insight, uh, about the podcast and whatnot, you can look it up uh, at on Instagram, which is uh, where it's most active, and it's under fromtheheart.studios. Uh, thank you guys again so much for listening. I hope you guys got some key insight uh, and were able to get a little more understanding on um, you know, what it's like to live in the Bronx um, and uh, s- sort of surrounding yourself in this kind of environment. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you guys next time. Peace out.